0: Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing is called "God Always has a plan Philippians one verses twelve through fourteen Christianity was in trouble, or so it seemed. The spreading of the gospel had come to a screeching halt, or so it seemed. the teacher, the pastor, the main man had not just been arrested but he had been transported to Rome and was being held in tight security. Was this the end of this new faith already? If so, the persecution new believers endured would only be greater, and they would seemingly be without hope. Paul knew his Philippian brothers wondered about these things, but they also worried for him because of the great love and affection they held for him. And so he sends word to those he loved, those he carried in his heart. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has resulted rather in the advancement of the gospel, because it has been demonstrated to the whole praetorian guard and to all the others that my imprisonment is born for Christ's sake and in Christ's strength. And the result is that through my bonds, more of the brothers have found confidence in the Lord, the more exceedingly to dare fearlessly to speak the word of God. How could this be? Paul is saying his imprisonment would actually extend the gospel, not shut it off. Indeed, his incarceration in Rome was part of God's plan. In Acts 28, we read that Paul was shackled to a member of the praetorian guard, which were actually part of Caesar's household at all times. Every four hours, there would be a changing of that guard, while Paul was awaiting his trial before the emperor. Ultimately, Paul was permitted to arrange his own private lodging while he waited, what ended up being two years for his court date. But he was still chained to a soldier at all times. Think of it, over the span of two years, how many of these guardsmen heard the gospel? Why, they could probably repeat it in their sleep. All the praetorian guard knew why Paul was imprisoned, and they saw his courage, conviction, and undying loyalty to Jesus Christ. They could not help themselves. Many of them were touched by Paul's Lord, also their families, even extending to Caesar's house. When Christians throughout the Roman Empire heard how cleverly God used Paul's incarceration, it actually served to embolden them. It gave them fresh courage to tell others about Christ, and so the gospel spread through this means as well. I've been thinking... If I were arrested, would one of you carry on the work I do, endeavoring to share God's word locally and globally? Now, I'm not claiming to be a Paul, but, hey, sisters in my Women of Passion community, if the sheriff arrested me and put me in Orange County Jail, how would that affect you? Would you just say, oh, well, too bad for her, and go on your own way? Or would you become an activist for the cause of Christ? Hmm... To my corporate brothers, if I were no longer able to lead you in conference call prayer meetings or face-to-face Bible studies or send you written Bible studies, would you pick up the baton and advance God's word? Last night, I stood before a group of more than 100 high school students and answered the question, how do I grow in faith? When I had asked the Lord for the best direction to take, I felt He said, just give them Jesus. Just give them me. And so I took them to John chapter 15, many of them finding a passage in the Bible for the very first time. I showed them Jesus' words, I am the vine, you are the branches, and explained that all true spiritual growth comes through Christ and being connected to Him. How do you get connected and stay connected to Jesus? Meet Him in His Word and learn to pray. I had their rapt attention as I told them what truly moved me to become a praying woman filled with faith. It was seeing God's work in my life as He actually answered some specific prayers I had lifted to Him in very powerful ways. I showed them what simple daily prayer can look like, but also explained that prayer is the real work of an individual's life that will be as relevant and life-giving at 53 years of age just as it is at 15 years of age. The bonds I am forming with these young people who crave the truths of God are otherworldly. From what I teach them, they are writing about it and posting on Facebook for the world and their fellow high school peers to see. If I were snatched away, the word of God would keep on going through them. I really believe that. There are pockets and whole movements of underground Christians who must literally answer this question for themselves. If my teacher were to be taken away, what would my reaction be? They already risk their lives by stealing away in the dark of night to meet in so called safe places to hear God's word, and then their Bible teacher is arrested, tortured, and put in a work camp. What then? Is that the end to their Christianity? No. It usually galvanizes more people to share the word of God and the work of Christ. And yes, guards in their torture chambers often come to know the life-saving message of Jesus Christ, watching the faith of these persecuted, mistreated believers. God always has a plan for the Philippian church, for Paul, and for the spread of Christianity in the first century and today.